The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist Megan and Tierney And guest will make three Goddamn Army MASH Minute Welcome to MASH Minute where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film Not the TV show, one minute at a time I'm Megan Coleman I'm Tierney Steele And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson Hello Hello! Cassandra's joining us from one of my favorite podcasts because I'm a big old nerd. Oh, thanks. Lord of the Rings Minute. Yeah, this is a really big departure for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. Today we're going to make Cassandra talk about Minute 26, which starts with Duke, Hawkeye, and Trapper Shift leaving the OR after a long session. And it ends with Hawkeye explaining the origin of Trapper John's name. So, where should we start? With surgery, football, or sexual assault? Uh, <laughs> isn't that this entire movie? <laughs> it, it kind of is the entire movie in a nutshell, in a way. And if you add in war sucks, then yes. <laughs> that could be mash in four little bullet points, right? Yes. <laughs> so, I'm sorry? <laughs> This is the minute, so I have what surgery is being announced, I have a little bit about the football game they talk about, and then I have a lot of questions on how we interpret this story of how Trapper John got his name. Okay. <sighs> you know what? Let's start with surgery and we'll ease our way we'll in. We'll ease our way okay. into the, the crappy <laughs> things. Yeah. Actually, even before we start, although it's surgery related, I just realized, and I've seen this movie a lot. How convenient it is that Burns is on the other shift so they don't have to pay Robert Duvall to be there every day of filming in the OR. I don't think we ever see Duvall in the OR. So, refresh my memory. Was Robert Duvall... He wasn't a well-known actor, really, at this point, right? Like, I mean, you say Robert Duvall now, you're like... You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he wasn't... So he probably wasn't making... More and more, any more money than anyone else. I mean, but if you look at who's in this movie and how many people were like, I mean, they didn't walk unknowns. in off the street, right? But right, kind right. of <laughs> the Hollywood equivalent of walking in off the street into a Robert Altman. They, film. they might have just barely had their SAG card, right? Like, they're you know, several people earned their SAG card. In <laughs> yes, this it's film. true. Yeah, so I, I mean, compared to that, yes, he's not okay, but I, I don't know, I just. I just love that I never noticed it, and now I can't stop noticing it. <laughs> but when they walk out, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. They're on one shift, he's on the other. They probably told Henry, make it happen, and he yeah. did. And I was just like, this is what Movies by Minutes is for, noticing new things in a movie you've seen a million times. I have a question. Yeah. Why have you seen this movie a million times? <laughs> <laughs> okay, million is an exaggeration. And actually, More I haven't once. seen this. Yeah, I have seen this yes. movie more than once. Even before the idea of a podcast came up, you had seen it yes. more than once. I've seen the TV show more, mm. which is, oh, was it Sully said, like, it's a lot less mean-spirited than this yeah. movie, because mm-hmm. it had to fit into a sitcom format and be aired on television. Right. And so I think the TV show was my in to to be like, oh, this is... 
fine. Like, I know these guys. They're good deep down. And now as an adult watching this one minute at a time, I'm like, not really, actually. <laughs> but they're still parts that get me and make me laugh. And I think it's it's the same thing as like a story that you know really well already. Mm-hmm. And seeing it again just has that like comfort feeling. Yeah. Even though you it like has roll your eyes well. at parts of it. Yeah. I guess I, because this is the first time, like I've never seen this movie before till like literally five minutes ago. Well, maybe not literally, maybe like 10 minutes ago. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't know, I've never, I've, like, seen maybe half an episode of the TV show, too, so mm-hmm. I didn't really, I knew it was about the Korean War, and that's about it, so, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew there were, like, doctors, but <laughs> it it's a little baffling to me watching this without any, I guess, nostalgia for it, because, <sighs> I don't want to be, like, a downer, but, like, I did not enjoy no, this. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with it. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a classic, sure. And I was like, oh, it's a comedy. That's cool. Why is this a comedy? <laughs> Those hilarious hijinks of sexual assault. I just, misogyny. like, I don't know. I was like, is this a comedy in the, the classical Shakespearean way where none of the main cast dies? But, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I didn't really find any of the gags funny, and everyone's an asshole, so <laughs> I forgot that Donald Sutherland was in it until he because everyone like in the first 15 minutes, everyone's like mumbling. And I should have watched it with the subtitles on because I couldn't really understand what people were saying. And then he has a line that isn't talked over by five other people. And I'm just like, oh, it's Donald, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> That's like the true Altman experience. <laughs> I couldn't figure out who this person was because everyone was talking at once. Yeah, sorry, I interrupt um, surgery, so. <laughs> no, that's okay. I am very intrigued, and we do not, like, stand on ceremony of just because I like this movie does not mean everyone else has to, too. Mm-hmm. So feel free to trash away, especially, again, especially when they blatantly deserve it. <laughs> I always feel bad when I get invited to guest on something that I'd never seen, and then I agree to it, and then I don't like the movie, and then... <laughs> Because it's just like, um, but I appreciate that. I don't know. It's, it's really cool that you guys are doing this. Cause it's, I know, like, I recognize that it's like a, like a war film classic. So mm-hmm. it's intriguing. I don't know. I guess I'm just intrigued. Why? <laughs> why would you do this? <laughs> I'm so glad you weren't on for the last minute, which was the first minute, minute 25. I literally was just like, I hate this. And then I did everything possible to talk about anything but what happens in that minute. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so I get it. And especially if you don't have the nostalgia factor for these characters, for this story in general, mm-hmm. it also helps that we're both history majors. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I figured, so, like, it was something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of slots right into my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I like doing the movie by minute, because I feel like we can call it out and be like, so Actually. this part, not good. <laughs> right. Turns out this guy, a total douche. Mm-hmm. And then I can <laughs> talk about, like, here's what an actual mash was like. Like, this is what Robert Altman said about filming this scene. <laughs> so it it's a lot... <laughs> I hate to say it's a lot easier than the other podcasts I did, but 
I mean, there's like three behind the scenes. There's more than that behind the scenes photos of Return to Oz. But like there is not a lot of literature on that film. <laughs> and so having something where I got to go to the library and check out like eight books was very exciting for mm. me. Nice. And I, I got to do research on the the announcement is saying like, hey, come watch the surgery being done, which makes sense because that's how you would learn new things is watching someone do them. And they have a bunch of episodes in the TV show where a specialist comes or a new guy comes and shows them the latest, greatest surgery mm-hmm. or the new trick. And I was very curious because this is Bandini performing the surgery. And it's something that's done on the main artery in the leg. So <laughs> I do have one problem, though, of he spells out that this is a femoral pop literal artery exploration but it's that's not right it's not it's popliteal <laughs> so he literally spells the wrong thing that's funny. <laughs> eh. artery exploration and possible graft so this is basically the 1950s equivalent of quotes fem pop bypass surgery which is when the main artery in your leg or thigh, I saw it both ways, is blocked. And so they have to get around it because otherwise your leg wouldn't be getting any oxygenated blood. Which, again, I am not a doctor, but is not good. Yeah. <laughs> and would have, you know, if you can't do that, it can lead to worse things. Now all the risk factors are basically like modern 20th century life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever would give you blocked arteries is a problem. But Mm -hmm. one of the other things listed is, like, gangrene and certain infections, which I feel like would be more likely in a war zone. Right. But I just, I really laughed because I wrote out, I was like, okay, femoral pop literal artery, gotta look that up. And then I'm like, that's not, (laughs) (laughs) he struggles so much to say it, and then he doesn't even do it right. That's funny. It made me really happy. And then the next announcement is about removing... (laughs) essentially dirty pictures from our living quarters to keep them neat and tidy and there's some discrepancy because most of altman's notes and interviews talk about how all these announcements were taken from actual army announcements like there would have been a log like okay i announced this blah 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 blah, and that's what they went and looked at Mm -hmm. but this is supposedly sent on a note that was sent around the editor's department at the studio (laughs) And he saw it and was just like, oh my god, that sounds exactly like something that needs to be in my film. Wow. (laughs) Unfortunately, it was sent around because you were starting to finally get female editors. Right. (laughs) And it was suddenly considered inappropriate. It was always inappropriate. (laughs) You have a bunch of nudie pics at your desk. (laughs) Right? It's like, oh, good morning, boobies. Yeah. (laughs) Let's make movies. (laughs) (laughs) A short history of film (laughs) But it does seem very like something Frank would, or Margaret would, you know, at this point would also be like, yeah, that needs to go around given Frank's propriety (laughs) for, you know, not having fun, being moral and part of I love the idea that like Frank wrote this and like made (laughs) Vollmer say it. (laughs) Or I could also see Frank being like, this is what needs to happen. And then Hotlips just being like, okay, you cannot, you can shorten this and make it easier. She's not here yet. Oh, I know. But soon, Sorry, so but soon. soon. I know. We haven't met her yet. I know. Sorry, guys. I jumped ahead. It's okay. It happens. It happens. Hotlips is an extremely controversial character. <laughs> just all around. Just all around. <laughs> because some people 
Cass have pointed out that on the one hand, she is a career army officer nurse, clearly good at what she does, respected, and therefore a symbol of authority. And so this movie spends the rest of the movie essentially after the scene trying to destroy her. Yeah. The TV show tries to get more in her head, I guess is the best way to say it, and kind of explain, like... But it takes a couple seasons to get there, to be fair. Yeah. Probably longer than they should have. Did the movie come first, and then the TV show after? Okay. And there's a book that's even more scandalous in some respects than the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that was surprising to me, because I just had always heard that MASH was based on Catch-22. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, it's very like Catch-22. I'm not going to pretend it is. Right, because I was watching it, and I was like, okay, I can see how somebody somebody's wires got crossed when they were telling me about mash but because like, <laughs> i've read catch 22 and i like mm-hmm. i understand the um like the black comedy absurdist war humor aspect but i think it works i don't know it, it didn't work in the movie for me i guess because i'm so yeah. far removed from like i read it in high school so i was like so far removed from that mindset mm-hmm. that's fair and i i have not seen at least as of this recording, the movie Catch-22. And I think I need to before this project is over. It's one of my favorite books ever. It is stupid that I have not seen that movie. (laughs) We haven't really talked much about the book, and I don't want to, like, drag this out, because I'm sure you just want to escape. (laughs) I I mean, like, whatever. I'm cool with chatting. (laughs) Yeah. The, um... So the novel MASH, it's um, subtitled A Novel About Three Army Doctors. It actually only came out in 1968, but it was written way before that. If I'm remembering correctly, it got shopped around for a while, or, like, he wrote it and then sat on it for a while. Mm -hmm. But it's listed as by Richard Hooker, but that's actually a pen name for Dr. H. Richard Hornberger, who did serve in a mash. And uh, it was very convenient when they basically made a spinoff series, and they could just put by Richard Hooker on everything and not have to worry about who was actually writing it Mm -hmm. because all those mash goes to novels that came out afterwards those weren't all by him he was from trenton new jersey but went to bowdoin college in maine so i think that's kind of like the the connection of why hawkeye is from where he's from yeah which is a beautiful segue into One of the greatest disappointments of my looking at colleges for uh, when I was a high school senior of there is no Andrew Scoggin College. <laughs> there's a river. <laughs> there's a county. Yeah. And there's a county that includes Bates. And I kind of wonder if like Hornberger just imagined that he went to Bates or Bowdoin or one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he, he made it up. Which is funny because Dartmouth is a real college and you know. That gets name checked oh, all the time. I freaking get to Dartmouth in this <laughs> in this minute, even. Anderson oh, County cannot be the home of Crabapple Cove, though, because it is inland. Yeah. And I looked up how many people were in the census before I realized that. In 1950, <laughs> there were 83,594 people. But again, that's not really relevant because <laughs> he wouldn't have been there. He would have been done with college by that point. But yeah, so it's. Three plus hours from Lewiston, which is in Androscoggin County, to Hanover. And he calls Trapper, he screams big U at Trapper John, which is wrong because, Megan, what kind of school is Dartmouth? Uh, it's a Ivy, it's the smallest Ivy League institution in the middle of nowhere in the so, woods. 
So it's not a university, it's but a... Col- its official name is Dartmouth College. Says and they the feel girl very... who walks by it all the time because yeah. I happen to work in Hanover. Um, and they feel very strongly about not being Dartmouth University. <laughs> there, it's it's Dartmouth. It's don't don't. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out if he calls him Big U because Dartmouth is Big Green. So yes, the, the Big, big green. makes sense, but the U doesn't. No, just... I was confused by that too because Dartmouth, like I said, is the smallest Ivy out of all the Ivy leagues. And I guess they're known. Well, I don't know now if you would say they're known for their football. I I would not. But you can Google Dartmouth College football and stuff comes up. Yes. And you can learn about Keggy, the unofficial Dartmouth mascot. (laughs) Which is literally. (laughs) Keggy is a keg, like a beer keg. Oh, my God. Who has been amorphized. Uh, That's, you know, so he has, he has, um, and Dartmouth, the official stance is Dartmouth doesn't like him. Clearly, for obvious reasons. Oh, um, but he is very beloved by students and alums of a certain age. I just kind of love Keggy because I think he's ridiculous. But um, <laughs> yes, that's really funny. Yeah, and the big the big football game in town is when they play um, Harvard. I avoid town like the plague that day. Oh man, I I can't. Good even luck trying to find parking. Like. It is. It is. I've heard it's really fun, but. Uh, the park. I I just work there so much that so I'm just like, yeah, okay. Y'all have fun. <laughs> this is just traffic to me. It's just traffic, and I'll be honest, it's nothing compared to what like Boston traffic is. But um, there's only one way in and out of town towards the interstate, and that's just a cluster muck. And just no, thank you. <laughs> On a good day, it's a cluster muck. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I really want to go to the game which is Yale and Harvard but I'm just not that motivated and it's so hard to get tickets but I just haven't bothered and I went to UConn which thinks it has a great football team and we left the Big East because of it not that I'm bitter or anything <sighs> and I don't even care about football like I it's don't, so dumb they should just I stay really in the Big East I don't care it just it, and that makes it worse somehow to me that it's just like I don't care about sports why do I care about this like, everyone knows this UConn's so a ba- baseball baseball basketball, basketball school excuse me Ugh. yeah I quote all the time in a TV show because as soon whenever the Hartford Whalers left when people talk about like why does UConn why is UConn basketball so big and I'll just like really dramatically clutch my chest and go it's all we have <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was trying to think of like what the big football teams were in Maine, that hot house of... Of sports. Of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because every... I mean, now, every team is in Boston. I live in Maine, but I'm not from Maine, so I'm very, like, critical of, like, New England teams. But, like... <laughs> yes. Because, like, everyone's a Patriots fan, everyone's a Bruins fan, everyone's a Red Sox fan, and I'm just like, I don't... Go fight, win. I don't know who what's happening. Um, <laughs> and, like, Maine is so interesting because, like, Maine is unlike any state I've lived in in that people are so proud to be from Maine. So I don't know why they don't have their own team. Because they're just like, oh, people from Massachusetts or whatever. And then they just, they, they root for the, <laughs> the Bruins or whatever. So <laughs> it's, it's... It's a wild place, you guys. <laughs> Disclaimer, I had an aunt and therefore an uncle who lived in southern Maine, though, in Hollis, down by um, 
so when I looked up Andrew Scott, I'm like, it's above Freeport. It's so far up, um, which I realize is <laughs> relative to the state, not, but anything above Portland is like, wow, you went far to me. <laughs> oh, and like people, um, people in central, people in central and northern Maine, like do not, they, they like hate southern Maine. And I'm just like, that's where everything <laughs> is. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> don't you want to do things? Yeah. Do you, do you... Portland's a great place to do things. I understand Portland's you, a like, ride a place. moose to school every day. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> there's a mall down there, you guys. There's a mall. Oh, my God. I it's really such thought a foodie it was city. called the Main Mall. Like, I did not put it together that it was named after the state. I thought it was just <laughs> called the Main Mall as a kid. Oh. Even as, like, a five-year-old, I was throwing shade. That's I didn't so funny. Because <laughs> it's the only one. So... It seemed like a big deal. Um, <laughs> we don't learn it in this movie, but Hawkeye Pierce is from Crabapple Cove, Maine. His father is a lobster man. Lobster um, man. Oh, wait, no. His father's a doctor, too. Well. But they. Th- there's a, there's a, a lot of stories. There's a lot of. The TV show's not consistent about what his dad actually does <laughs> at times. Shocker. Over Shocker. 11 seasons. I know. Wow. But my dad, my dad gets lobster. And then it's like next three episodes down. Well, you know, when he was a teacher. And then, oh, when he was a doctor. And you're like, so so what was he? Hot guy. <laughs> don't we have a crib no, sheet for the spiders? Don't we have, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just go with that. But it's supposed to be like this small, idyllic, coastal main town. Mm-hmm. It's also fictional, which is a grave disappointment to every fan of MASH when they realize that. So does like Crabapple Cove and that fictional town that Stephen King sets all his stories in, are, do they exist Ooh. in the same like alternate Maine? Or... <laughs> <laughs> because that's horrifying. That's kind of it horrifying is. that they're in the same state, right? Like... Hopefully they're not next door to each other. That'd be really awkward. No, now I like need to go read some more Stephen King. I love this idea. My, my next note is how much I love like how over this story Duke is. He's like, yeah, me you tell me. I get overexcited, as anyone who listens to this podcast has figured out by now. Is Duke just not really into football at this point? Is that, I mean, he's probably, but I also wonder if he's heard the story like six million times already, like in the yeah, course of like a couple times, three he's days. Like, yeah, you told, and then like the next one, he's like, yeah, you told me this one too. Like, I know. And he's like kind of nodding his head like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I'll hear you again. <laughs> he's like, no, like then there's 20 seconds and there's like snow, right? And like. Why would this story have come up? I guess it's winter, so maybe they've had some snow flurries, and that was kind of his in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, I thought of the snow bowl. That's about all I got on the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I know they exist. I was very happy that the people I work with were happy. I did not care. <laughs> it, it was okay. I the guess. only thing that I really love is my friend who's from Pennsylvania and hates the Patriots with a fiery, burning passion has the same birthday as Bill Belichick. And that fact brings me joy (laughs) because it tortures her. Yeah, I always, it's weird because I only ever went, like the farthest north I ever went until college was Freeport. And then my uncle is a a lifer. Like he was born there. His parents were born Mm. there, the whole nine yards. And he had like that gravelly message. What people say is the Boston accent, but it's 
not. Yeah. <laughs> like, he sounded like someone with a very deep voice doing a, a, a like a growly Boston accent. But like <laughs> that's exaggerated. That's like the coastal Maine accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so to me, like Boston and Southern Maine and therefore Maine were all like kind of jumbled up in my mind together. Mm-hmm. Also super unfair for all the times that I've been in Maine. I have never seen a moose. You know, I've been living here for like six years and I haven't seen a moose either. They're hiding from I think us. they are a myth. <laughs> There's a really cute children's book called The Elusive Moose that I take great joy in reading to my kid. I'm like, it's true. And like, I've seen I've seen moose in Alaska, and I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. They're huge. And then I've seen the like LL Bean moose, but like, <laughs> which is like the yeah. most main thing I think I've ever said. But uh, <laughs> but no, I haven't seen one in the wild, and I don't really want to because they're enormous. They're enormous and they're not too bright sometimes. And they're mean. They're mean. They can be really mean. And they they get when they get nervous, it's like, oh man, mm-hmm. it's bad. Every once in a while in my town, every couple of years, there's one that makes its way in the spring onto Main Street and it gets freaked out because it's on Main Street. And then it basically shuts down traffic and then everyone comes and gawks and makes it 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. And we're like, but there's something that happens here. So we're like, yeah, it's a moose. That's cool. <laughs> and then it takes fishing game like forever to try to get the poor moose like off main street <laughs> wouldn't you like to go back to the woods mr moose i know wouldn't you like to go back to the woods <laughs> where we won't harass you and gawk at you and put you on the instagram and <laughs> he's just trying to get a college education i know right <laughs> just he just wants <laughs> he can go to dartmouth he's he an ivy league moose that's right it's an ivy league <laughs> moose right he can how dare you call them stupid i know i'm sorry Very he's well he's gifted he's a gifted moose <laughs> He might be a legacy for all I know. <laughs> I was just going to make a legacy joke when I said, like, no, he's very smart. He goes to Dartmouth. Unless he's a legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not all legacies. Hashtag not all legacies. Yeah, don't, don't, don't oh add at me. I get it. I have, cousin, I have a cousin who's currently at Dartmouth and he's third generation, so I get it. But, like, <laughs> I think he actually got there in his smarts, though, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You weren't privy to that process. I was not privy to the admissions process. I just know to avoid the the post office certain times a year because the Dartmouth people are going to be there like crazy. And I don't need to be there. My real question, by the way, I considered transitioning off you using the word harassing, but didn't. You're welcome. <laughs> so my my question before we get to that is, wouldn't McIntyre's name have been on... The duty rosters? Like, my question is, did Hawkeye oh. figure... Have they figured out by now that this guy's name is John McIntyre, but it didn't click or mean anything to Hawkeye until he threw the football? Or has he actually managed to hide his name this whole, like, <laughs> This <week>? whole time. <laughs> or maybe not a whole week, but several days, several it's implied. <laughs> I can't decide which I like better. Mm. He doesn't really strike me as the kind of person who would actively check the duty roster. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. He's like, hey, you're, you're on duty. Oh, okay. Then... <laughs> like, hopefully you show up, right? Like, I don't have to do this all by myself, right? Okay, good. The chest cutter came, done. <laughs> all right, we have to talk about this, don't we? About the nickname. So. <laughs> Rapper John is called that because he is, quote, the only man ever found fulfillment in a Boston, Maine railway. Now, I have to say, I, growing up, 
always interpreted that and still do. I'm I'm standing firm on this having rewatched it. Interpreted that as he was having sex with the girl. They got caught and she threw him under the bus <laughs> in a panic. But I recognize that it does not have to be interpreted that way. In which case, fun story about rape. <laughs> oh god. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Because they were in the ladies' can, and supposedly when the conductor opened the door, she screamed, Oh, he trapped me! He trapped me! I don't... I, again, I, I, could, I could see it interpreted both ways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like it to be she threw him under the bus, but... This movie so far doesn't give me a lot of faith in humanity at times. And, um... Oh. <laughs> or at least the male side of humanity. Sorry, guys. Um... <laughs> Well, because my thing was, I always, the way Hawkeye's saying it, I was like, oh my god, that's something you say when you're caught. And like, oh, not me. Just kidding. That wasn't happening. Nothing to see here, sir. But, again, it's not like Hawkeye's a reliable narrator for this. This is true. Right. Like, he's telling the story of a story that he certainly heard secondhand. Mm. Well, while we're all thinking about that hilarious possibility. So the Boston Main Railway, I can only assume he means the Boston Main Railroad, which was incorporated in the 1830s. And That's cool. would have been super popular when they were both in college. But their passenger service got really hurt in the 50s by the rise of cars. Mm. And I've got it. I would have to look because it did not get mentioned at all in what I was reading about the Boston and Maine Corporation. But I've got to imagine the rise of the Amtrak Northeast Corridor didn't help. It fizzled out. It declared bankruptcy. It came back. It still technically exists, but it's underneath another railway. So you'll still see B&M Railroad cars, but they're not actually like they're underneath something else. They're not their own railroad anymore. Hmm. I didn't even realize that. I just really didn't want to talk about the possibility <laughs> that one of the characters that, I mean, I don't love him. Actually, in watching this movie closely and, like, studying it and taking notes, I I really have come to have a lot of problems with Trapper John, but I don't want to believe that, like, he forced a girl into the bathroom. Mm. Like, I want to believe that this girl was totally enjoying herself in the bathroom until they got caught. Well, I mean... Attitudes about women's sexuality are not good in this movie, in my opinion. They're not. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) and I mean, it's super uncomfy any way you slice it, to be honest. That's true. So. And the fact that this was clearly a story that spread, because they didn't even go to college together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So this would be a story that was, like, spread around, which is super not cool for that girl. No. Yeah. Even if I'm right. <laughs> this hasn't aged well, you guys. No. <laughs> well, and what, what really pisses me off is that it shouldn't have been cool in the 50s. Or in the 70s. Oh, no, yeah, I agree. No. And I think part of the problem is, like, uh, so Altman has been accused of being a misogynist for other <laughs> movies than this one. But this one also gets lumped in there because of the treatment of hot lips and women in general. And his... His explanation has always been, I'm not showing the way I think women should be treated. I am showing the way women were treated. Sometimes it sucks. And on the one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, he made a movie holding up these guys as idols. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, if you'd had 
if you inversed this and like there were three good guys and one asshole that would be a lot easier for me to stomach because it's like yeah and everyone knows that guy's a jerk but instead, it's, and these are the cool guys that everyone wants to be like. All right. Look at their wacky shenanigans. It's like, wow, okay. Yeah, there's only so much, like, historical accuracy that you can hide under. But if you're painting all of these guys as heroes, which the movie clearly are, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know, I think that's, like, a valid point that the director either, well, look, the director, he's complicit, I guess. It's, it's... Like, the the waters are muddy whether or not he endorses this behavior, but the fact that he's, like, perpetuating it into, like, mainstream media mm-hmm. as well is problematic. So, yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> well, and again, this is a, a movie from the 70s set in the 50s, so mm-hmm. it, it, it makes sense that there would be some stuff that you could say, like, oh, this didn't age well, but it's like, this should never have been okay. <laughs> Right. There's, there, yeah. And I'm trying to remember, yeah, in the book, there is hot lips. They do all these terrible things, but I just feel like they're, Megan, I it's, might be it, remembering this wrong. Were there just not as many girls ever mentioned? No, I think, I think, I mean, there's like nurses in the general sense of, you know, nurses. And then, you know, occasionally it's like, oh, I went on a date with a hot nurse or whatever. But I think hot lips, Margaret hot lips is the only time you really get. Well, and Dish, but... Those are the only ones you get to know. Right, and then maybe, well, yeah, maybe Henry's girlfriend there, but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they, they're just kind of like, they're just there. They're expendable. It's, you know, sexual harassment yeah. 24-7, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm banging my head on this desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? But I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn whether the sexual harassment... I think it's more in your face in the movie only because it's visual. Like, you see it. Yeah. You know, and in the book, even though I listen to it as an audiobook, too. Like, it's not quite... I mean, it's there. You know it's there, but you can kind of focus on the story in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not as visceral. Yeah, it's not as visceral. Like, it's there. It's always kind of this back current, but... Yeah. And I think just, like, the way that the story is like this this anecdote that they're talking about of him on the train is framed it's it's like framed as a joke or like a funny story so that doesn't help either yeah like can you believe what that guy did ha 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 you know like but the poor woman he's a legend he's a legend i know right it's like it's like bros before bros right it's like yeah he like frames it as like a college kegger party story. Yeah. Like, oh, my bro did a thing. <laughs> my like, bro did a thing. <laughs> Can you believe he's so you stupid, know? but I'm revering him at the same time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't miss college. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did you go to college? I went to University of Maine at Farmington. Okay. And I went for creative writing because it's one of like, well, I did well. I applied because of the creative writing program, but I ended up just doing English because it was faster. (laughs) (laughs) So you're our expert of, does anyone anywhere in this movie sound like they're from Maine or Boston? (laughs) No. Oh my God. Yeah. He was just like Andrew Scoggin. I'm like, oh, I know that word. Oh, that's a Maine word. Wait, you don't sound like you're from here. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, we've agreed that like, Donald Sutherland doing a Maine accent the whole movie. Elliot Gould oh, doing no. a Boston accent the whole movie. <laughs> Just would have been unless they had it a hundred percent accurate, it would have been horrible. Yeah, I was just yeah. wondering because I've noticed like there are certain words like when he said Andrew Scoggin, I was wondering because like I can't say Long Island without 
kind of doing but like i can hear it i just can't stop myself and, you need like, some long you need some say, coffee in the long island express i don't say but... the word long that way i just like in my mind that's how that word is that's how that place is said so i was kind of a little bit like as they're dropping dartmouth and places in boston and i was like wow no one ever even tried to like slip a little bit in yeah to like lose your r halfway through your sentence or like add an r. Yeah, I know, add an r is the other thing idea right like idea yeah, idea. yeah it's like split. yes so i worked at a dunkin donuts for a while dunkin dunks this was just after i moved back to maine from living in la the thing that, like, because not everyone in Maine has an accent, but the way that people say certain things, like, people would ask for splendor <laughs> instead of yep, splenda, yep. and I'm like, what are you saying? Oh, you want the little yellow packet thing. Okay, I got you, fam. <laughs> 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 but, I don't know, like, regional accents are kind of interesting to me, because even if you don't have a very pronounced accent, like, I don't know, I don't consider Californians having an accent, but... Apparently, I sound weird here, so... <laughs> but, like, even terminology. Mm-hmm. I definitely say dude all the time, so I guess guilty. Do people have made... But... Do people have to do soda, or is it pop? It's soda. I think pop is a Midwest. And, like, Pennsylvania, you can get a lot of pop, too. Well, that makes sense, because, like, out by Pittsburgh and stuff. Yeah, that's borders. true. And South... Is South pop? I don't know. I don't know why it matters. I just it's know, I like, you know, like, <laughs> Boston area, Massachusetts, it's a bubbler, right? It's not a water fountain. It's a bubbler. Oh, that's weird. And, and when I moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire, and my first day at school, I was like, so where's the bubbler? And everyone was like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, the bubbler. And they're like... You wait from around and they're like, And they're like, oh, you stupid flatlander. Like, what are you saying? And I'm like, the, and then we went by, and I'm like, the bubbler. Why didn't you tell me there was a bubbler here? And they're like, the water fountain? And I'm like, why the hell would you call it a water fountain? That's funny. Because it's a fountain of water. <laughs> but but it bubbles water, so it's a bubbla. <laughs> Actually, I'm much more obnoxious about sprinkles and shakes. <laughs> the difference between a milkshake and a frap is frap is made with hard serve and shakes are made with soft serve. Everywhere down here uses them interchangeably, and it annoys oh. me. I, I guess star- once Starbucks became a thing, it's like anything can be a frap if you try hard enough yeah well i mean they don't make theirs with ice cream they just make theirs with like coffee and sugar and even the vanilla ones just like (laughs) vanilla base weirdness yeah vanilla ice vanilla Vanilla ice i feel like i need to violate some copyright on this episode it was less than 30 seconds it's fine that's all i got for this minute am i Missing anything else? We're running a little bit long, and I don't have nearly as many notes for tomorrow. So Sorry. I'm gonna ask you. And and we talked about your history with Mash or lack thereof. So mm-hmm. we covered my usual uh, bullet points for new guests. <laughs> so we're at mashminute.com, and you found us. So good job. Find <laughs> more, Cassandra. Where can people find your podcast? I am one of the co-hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, um, which is like this, but for Lord of the Rings. And I'm currently on hiatus, but you have over 400 episodes to stick in your ear holes currently, <laughs> as of this recording. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's a done... little bit more of a commitment than ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done, um, we're doing Extendeds and we've done Fellowship and Two Towers so far. And then we're going to be doing Return of the King at some point this year. 
I don't know when. <laughs> and you can find that and a bunch of other Movies by Minute podcasts at duelinggenre.com. And we are also on Twitter at L-O-T-R Minute. Come back tomorrow and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it won't be better. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> <laughs>